0: Who's ready to some party? 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 Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts with me this week, like every week, is the Brumby Boiler, Mr David Harris. Hi
1: uh-huh. oh, well. Uh, that's a new nickname, which I'm shocked about. It's not
0: been one of those for a while. You're going to try out a couple of them next week. It's the Playboy Brummie. Um To his <laughs> left on the computer screen, at least, we don't know about his political leanings, is Mr. Pod Ross, Ross Bird. Good evening. And in the top corner is Sports Media's number one, number one, Joel Linton, Endums, Talisa, Vinyl, Superfan. It's Mr. Michael Breslin. Hello,
2: everyone. Hi, Will.
0: Hello, how you doing? over cold, but we will power through this. We're here to talk to you about the latest in all the World Cups going on, which includes for the first time ever a comfortable England win. I've never sat in a knockout game with England in the second half and felt so little um, in terms of fear and panic. Boys, who would have thought it? Blue Harbour might be exciting after all?
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm not convinced that the overall Blue Harbour brings uh, brings entertainment all the time. To be honest, still have my
0: doubts. I love your doubts. Um, let's review the game then. Uh, what did we think of England's performance on the whole? Slow start, but
1: once they got going, it was it was pretty impressive, especially in midfield. I felt.
3: Um, I'll yeah, first half an hour was a bit of a tough watch. It was a little concerning. Good safe pick for though kept us in it. and uh, after that, I thought we were pretty comfortable.
1: yeah, they've given the ball away a lot at the back. like Maguire had a few moments just stray passes into the the Senegal midfield, which luckily went unpunished, but I'm sure we'll come onto to it. but you know. Like, you can't be you can't be given them any sort of opportunities like that because you'll you'll probably get punished.
2: Yes. In all fairness, there wasn't a ton on in the midfield to begin no. with. True. I didn't. Uh, Henderson wasn't um, wasn't really sat next to Rice, which actually paid dividends for the first goal. Uh, the fact that he was further forward, um, which left. Just Rice trying to get the ball off off the back too. And then not a lot else, really. <laughs> um, well,
0: they, Senegal played well, actually, didn't they? They put Rice in a box, um, which is what you quite often see people doing to these players that like to pick the ball off the center of rafts and move on. Um, good combination play down the wings. I think, realistically, this is a case of England's talent shining through rather than the game plan shining through. And given they're playing France, who are next, who are probably, if if they had everyone fit, certainly would be the most talented team in the tournament. Um, that's not something they can rely on in the next round. So they need to get it right, and they need to get it right quickly. Because um, all the, I don't know about you guys, the, all the statistics point to England having a really good tournament, and I guess they are having a really good tournament. I don't think they've played brilliantly yet, aside from maybe, maybe the first game against Iran they played well on the, attacking side of the ball. They weren't great defensively. We haven't seen a complete performance yet. And if there is a time to get a completed performance, it's against Mbappe's minions, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. That's where it
1: all needs to come together
0: for us. It is, it is, it is. So a couple of things I want to touch on. Firstly, did you guys see Steve Holland's hair? Yes, I did. Good Lord, he needs a thatch up there. God. He's opened... One legend there. Yeah, I know. He's hoping the next Euros is in Turkey. I'll tell you that much. Um, Are they in the Euros now? I don't know. Oh, they are in the Euros. (laughs) Aren't they, Mike? Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Not for very long, famous. We didn't podcast about the last... Dark horses, uh, I think. We didn't podcast about uh, the the last uh, group game. But, Mike, how did your Denmark prediction go?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually had Denmark and Uruguay had... uh... It's some tiny each way's betting on them, and neither of them made it out of the so. group. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a wonder the betting podcast collapsed. Switzerland um, looking
3: good though. My dark horses yeah. still in at least.
0: Yeah, they're still the contender for the worst commentary of the tournament. From sad Matterface. Uh I did enjoy him. Thanking us to the millions watching all around the world, like who as he think he is. Uh, <laughs> We very rarely get to talk about blues on this podcast, so I think we should probably let Dave uh talk about Bellingham for a bit. Are you retiring a second jersey for him, Dave? Or are we doing this?
1: Well, I'm tempted. Just retire the football club at this point. <laughs> that would be do everyone a favour. But yeah, he's he's a special player, isn't he, to be fair. I mean to to basically be one of the standout performers in this England team at nineteen, it's it's impressive. He seems to have so much to his game. I mean, he was He's involved in a couple of the goals this evening, but I just think, I just think in terms of like his passing and he he just fits the system as a whole. And I think he brings something that no one else in that squad does to the midfield, which obviously accredits his ability as a whole. That obviously it's a talented squad, but I don't think you can put any player in the role that Bellingham seems to have, and they could do it as well. So. Yeah, if we could retire a second shirt, may as well, because we already made tits out of ourselves doing it the first time. The only way that this could ever come off and it's still stupid is if he came to us when he's like 36 for a season and gets his number back.
0: Even that. Still fucking. He's spoken about
1: doing that, but I'm sure when someone's still offering him like 100K at 36, because he's probably going to be that sort of player. You
0: think uh, think Blues is going to be around in 16 years?
2: Uh, maybe in the National years. League. The ground might not still be standing by then. <laughs> they're, they're,
1: no one cares, but they're actually sorting that out, Mike. They've, seen <laughs> <laughs> They've
3: been doing it.
1: You're right. No i <laughs> pictures of rubble <Roddle laughs> at the bottom tier. I'm like, oh, great.
3: How many years has this taken to fix?
1: Uh, well, it's not fixed yet, so ongoing for two years. Great.
3: Oh, okay.
0: gosh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, Dion Dublin just being stood outside of it. And these are the stairs going up to the uh, <laughs> executive boxes. Um, going back to the football, away from Blues, because dear God, they're dull. Um, obviously, Rashford was the big uh, winner from the Wales game, and he didn't start this one. Ross, what did you make of the front three today? How do you think they performed?
3: Yeah, I thought um, Foden and Saka struggled early on um to get into the game, but I think you can say that about a lot of the uh a lot of the England players. Um to obviously getting the goal from the Foden assist um was good. Uh I think with, with Sterling not being able to play, I think Foden was always going to be the one who played out on the left. Um and I think he likes having Rashford to come off the bench. He's a good he's proven that he's a good player to come off the bench and he provides you something a bit bit more dynamic pace-wise than uh, what we've got. Uh, yeah, I thought Saka and Foden were, were solid without
0: being outstanding, I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah. and when I first saw it, I thought oh, it was the classic will worry of, all. Well, they're all going to want the ball to their feet, but they made a concerted effort, particularly the two wingers, to uh, get beyond Kane, and Bellingham did too, and you know, I think that was something they probably had drilled into them because they didn't have a Sterling or Rashford in the side. Uh, Mike, obviously, i kind of like Lee Dix. I don't know what you guys thought about Lee Dix and saying, I'm not going to talk about the France game as they incessantly talked about the France game for 60 minutes on. Obviously, Mbappe looks like the best player in the world right now. He looks like the most, he looks like an absolute nightmare to defend. Would, I'm assuming that Kyle Walker who Barrow, was going to defend, uh, defend him. What did you make of Walker's performance here? Because he had a few moments of shakiness, I thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: As he very often does. Um, <laughs> as you will well know. Um, I mean, Lineker obviously said that he's the only, <clears throat> the only defender we have with the pace to deal with Mbappe. That probably is true. But usually he needs to use his pace to get himself out of jail for the mistake that he's already made. Um, when it's against Mbappe, it'll probably be too late. So I don't really fancy that matchup at all. He'll probably go out and play the game of his life after it's Better than having
3: Trippier out there, isn't it?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. way too slow. At least, at least uh, Walker's got some pace to burn, but. Oh god, we miss Reese James, don't we? One of yeah, the
0: one true. of the one of the great joys of life, ladies and gentlemen, is uh <laughs> watching Mike watch Kyle Walker. It's said safe, you know. It's yeah. so much fun. he, he hates him. <laughs> you watch him play these games, you think to yourself, Well, he's doing okay here, and Mike's just like, Well, look at that. <laughs>
2: there, there's plenty of <laughs> moments in every game where you, I mean, that that chance um where Pickford probably saved it from, I think it was from the Maguire pass out um, that that fell to Walker's man. He was two yards behind him. He was nowhere, absolutely nowhere. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, that's the most obvious example of him not being where he should have been. If that's Mbappe, it's probably a goal. So, yeah. Always uh... worries me. Always worries me, that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, Lee Dixon for some reason was looking forward to it. <laughs> at which point I turned, I was like, I'm not sure I'm looking forward to that. I'm not even looking forward to the Slabhead versus Giroud. Um, yeah. So uh, lots of problems going in. Where do you? There was a debate on the ITV telecast about um, five at the back for this game versus four at the back. What are you guys playing for? It? What do you guys think is the right way to approach it?
3: I don't have a lot of five at the back, really.
0: No,
2: I... I,
3: I, I don't... The centre-backs one of our weaker areas. I don't want another one of them on the pitch, I don't think. And I don't think we're just Giroud through the middle. I don't... I wouldn't go away from what we've been doing, I don't think, personally.
1: I, yeah, I think... We've played well enough and we've got a good enough squad where we should be playing to our strengths. And obviously we've got a system that, yes, the performances haven't been entirely well-rounded to our best, but we've won three of the four games and drawn the other. We should be sticking to what's best for us. And I feel like playing a, a fi- like three centre-backs, five of the back, whatever you want to call it, that is inviting France onto us. And we don't want to be inviting... We do not want to be trying to sit behind the ball against France. Because, yes, they're going to attack anyway, however we play. But basically, playing to try and counter against them, that is not going to do us any favours. We need to at least try and play where we're going to try and get on the ball, try and be progressive like the ball, like they've been playing already. Because, yeah, if, if he changes it now against France... I, you know, you don't want to be inviting Mbappe onto you any more than he's already going to be trying to attack you. And inviting inviting them onto us and sitting back, I think, would not be the game plan. Surely try and play how we already have been
3: to the best of
1: our abilities.
3: I see the logic, though, if you do go with a five, you sort of can double up on Mbappe if you wanted. Play Walker on the right with the three in the middle and with Trippy, you've got two, maybe you can... I don't know how much difference that's really going to make, but I could see that if you wanted to go with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, this leads us kind of been bringing the discussion of the French game itself earlier today as they thoroughly whacked Poland.
3: Um, who weren't very good at all. Who though. weren't
0: very good. But in that game and in the rest of the games of the tournament, have you seen any way that you think England perhaps can perhaps get at France?
2: We, I, I fancy us a bit more in the midfield. I, think, I don't, uh, as we know, I don't rate Rabio. No <laughs> True of many does. is decent, but... Um... <laughs> Hold on. I, I
0: understand. I just, you get back to here. No one does. Rabio's having a good tournament. I know no, he, he is. sucks, no. but he's having a good tournament. No, he's good today. I can't... I think I mean, that's fine,
2: but still no one rates him, apart from his mum. Which...
3: He's, he's nowhere near that midfield if they've got healthy players in there.
2: So yeah, I think I think in Bellingham, Rice and Henderson. If that's, I assume that's what he sticks with. That's what a decent change. matchup for us, but everywhere else, I think. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't know right back. They don't really have a right back. They're just playing differing centre backs out
2: on the Rupert, right. But uh, so. Teo's looked good out there since he's come in for his brother. Yeah,
0: on yeah on the left. Yeah, he's he's looked good going forward. He he's. Looked a bit suspect defensively, I've thought, because I, I do think there's an element of he's getting no help from Mbappe because that's not what you want Mbappe to do. But I don't know if Saka up against him with the way Saka can t- twist people inside and out that's a potential position of where you could get a bit of joy. Yeah, I agree.
2: And even though he's a World Cup winning goalie, oh, 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 I so. You You
3: almost dropped one in the net earlier on today.
0: And as we all know, it's near Christmas and Hugh- old Hugo loves a little bit of uh, the sherry <laughs> and then getting behind the wheel or something <laughs> at Christmas, let me tell you. <laughs> he loves it, he does. Um, I would imagine England go out to dominate the ball. I imagine France give up the ball given the absolute, just disgusting pace they have on off the <laughs> of the um,
2: Do you really think that? Yeah.
0: I yeah. don't think that. I don't think...
2: Surely we're not dominating the ball against the French
0: champs gives up the ball easily.
2: Well, he, yeah, but he's the manager. What about his team? Probably don't give it up. I just think England
0: have the more natural ball players in midfield. Whereas I think the French will give it up, be compact, and then look to hit you on the break with those front two. I could just, I just see it. I mean, maybe I'm. Wait, going to I pursue. guess
2: this is why I'm not a football I'm manager. Say, but that seems crazy. Uzman The
1: Belles looked all right, to be fair.
3: No, he's good. He's big. Well, yeah. I mean, he's oh, we're forgetting about Giroud here.
1: If you watch, if you watch... oh, I thought the front two
0: was
3: Giroud and Mbappe. If we... no, well, we were just talking about Dembele.
1: Well,
0: if you watch, Mbappé. if you watch the front two, if you watched the England game today and you watched how England struggled to pass the ball through the lines and how it gave you great transition opportunities, if you're Deschamps and you've got perhaps two of the most deadly transition players in world football, that's surely a way you think to yourself, well, maybe you get a bit of joy here. Yeah, maybe right.
3: Yeah. Sure he'd been a great target, man, too.
0: I look forward that's to so the French awesome. having look forward to the French having eighty percent of possession and losing <laughs> one <to laughs> I
2: mean, nil. That's the, that's the sort of <laughs> that's the sort of game I'm expecting, apart from maybe not the one nil England, but that's why I gonna to go. score one think? Who I mean I've had money on Maguire to score in every game this <laughs> tournament, he still hasn't done it. I did
0: that with Mount of the Euros. It was just, just a total waste of money. Um I, this is I mean, other than Spain, Germany, if more than Spain, Germany, this feels like the biggest clash between between teams so far. France, England. Um, do you do England go in as underdogs to you, even with the French missing so many key players?
3: England will be underdogs, I'm pretty sure, for this one.
1: Yeah, I feel like underdogs, but, like, it's not... Not to massive. Be clo- yeah, it's going to be a closer sort of difference than if, obviously, France
3: had all their fully fit players, I would say. The, the French the favourites? I don't know who the
0: bookies have on. Well, the but, end of the round, the totally. round favourites are uh, Brazil, let me tell you. Everything I've seen, I'm like, oh, OK.
1: Yeah, maybe them Argentina, I don't know. Brazil's
3: no, uh,
2: still the favourites, followed by France, followed by Argentina.
3: I haven't actually seen a Brazil game yet. I haven't seen any of them.
2: They look good when they've got their full team out there. Yeah,
3: they do.
0: Um, Yeah, OK. I mean, and what I have been impressed with England, particularly when they get into winning positions, is kind of how ruthless... And i tell you what, they're almost a bit Germany-like. Not Germany lately, but Germany when you think they're just ruthless and efficient and they just get the job done. I've been quite impressed with that. I'm um, going into this one against the French, expecting a tough game that I think France's additional quality probably edges. But I mean, the fact that we're even discussing it is quite interesting, isn't it? Could we see the biggest English underdog victory since the 25th of October 1415? Dave? That's the question. <laughs> what was that the Battle of Agincourt there we are. oh if I'm Gareth Savga I'm I'm sitting them down in a uh, in a room for the next couple <laughs> of weeks I'm just making them watch Kenneth Branagh <laughs> the Henry V over and over again just to see if Jack Greenish understands who Shakespeare is did you say Shake Shack <laughs>
1: yeah
0: mate he doesn't know Shakespeare <laughs> not yeah. Um. excellent right let's move on to, let's move on to discussing uh a different game that's just already occurred Dave what did you make of um, US-Netherlands? I mean obviously other than it being the only time in recent history that the US has left the Middle East quickly
1: (laughs) I knew knew something (laughs) like that was coming from you no, um, weirdly even though I wasn't convinced by the Netherlands and the uh, group, even though they got out of it I didn't think they were particularly good I felt like this was their best their best performance. They're a lot sort of quicker on the ball. They they really sort of dominated the game. Whereas in the group, I felt they were quite sluggish. Even though they were getting some results, they didn't seem, I don't know, even though there was some quick there's some quick players like Gakpo, Depay, they seemed basically relying on Gakpo being very good. <laughs> but in this in this game, I thought they were pretty good. As a team, much quicker on the ball, much more efficient, just a lot more sharp. I felt than they'd been in the group. So, yeah, I was I was impressed with them. I mean, okay. I'd like I would bash America, but we drew nil nil with them. So,
0: uh, Ross,
1: <laughs> like, Ross they're a rubbish team.
0: Ross, Ross, Mike, did you think that the Dutch were good?
3: I do think it was their best performance yet. I think I don't know if I. They were okay, but um, I'd feel pretty good about England beating them if it came to it, I think. They haven't really shown me anything so far. They look better with Depay in. Um, Gives them a bit more quality up there. And they would have had more goals in this game, but Turner had a good game in goal for the US. And the US scored a bit of a ridiculous goal. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So anyone uh,
2: claiming he meant that, just get out of town. No, yeah, no, no chance that he meant no, that. No, he's
3: he's a fridge up there. That bloke, I don't even know his name, but he was shocking. Oh, <sighs> right, mate. Uh, the fact hilarious. that Josh Sargent's their number one striker, like, not trusting anyone up there for them. Uh, yeah, the, the Netherlands were okay again. I haven't really been impressed at all by them in any games so I've seen them in overall.
1: No, I don't think that they're particularly a big threat for. For England, if we come up against them, um, I don't really back them to be there at the very latter stages of the tournament. I mean, because... G-
3: Gakpo's going to provide moments for them, as he's shown, and Clarsen's look good as well. I know
0: Will like that. Yeah, oh, that's, 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 Davey! Yeah, good. V Jones' locker. He's got everything in it, let me tell you. What a player. And- Twenty-eight or twenty-nine, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been. He's
3: 20. just, he's just looked 39 since thirty-nine. was about twenty.
0: Um, I thought the Dutch were distinctly average, and I would have been interested to see this game if Pulisic's early attempt had gone in, because I'd like to see the Dutch chase again for an extended period of time, because I think they would really struggle there. I thought the main takeaway from this game is that Louis van Gaal is a pretty good coach. Uh, yeah. He coached. He had them set up really well. He set the pressing traps that they. I fell into, got the other side of their midfield, and they scored some great goals out of it. But there was, I saw nothing here that made me think the Dutch are anything more than a nuisance for another round or so. Yeah, I go along with that. Look, Mike, as we all know at the end of the round podcast, you've got a you've got a connection to the US, um, and obviously the US is hosting a third of the World Cup next time. What did you make of this team? And they're kind of like their tournament and their experience of it. And how do you rate their chances uh, when it's on home soil? Are they going to dominate soccer like they dominate other sports?
2: Oh, uh, they they certainly won't. No, uh, is the good news for everyone. Um, I also find it totally bizarre that three nations get to qualify for free for the next World Cup. But I suppose there's going to be forty five other teams. So who actually cares? Does it really matter?
0: <laughs> I think it's thirty eight, isn't
2: it? Isn't it forty eight?
0: I think it's thirty eight,
2: I think they said groups of three they're talking about, which is oh, totally obscene. That stinks. Or mate, now they're going I've... coming around on four groups of twelve. Who
0: watched the end of the group stages this time with all the drama that was happening and thought, you know what, we need to change that.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, honestly. Moneybags Gianni, mate. Fucking through. Um no, they're 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 a fine team, they've got some decent young players they're really athletic which is what everyone says um they do not have a striker they probably need going to need some new center backs by the time they get to this if tim ream's still trotting about in chicago (laughs) i mean seriously uh they had a pretty good tournament i think they should be pretty proud to reach the last 16 they probably played their worst game in the last 16 Against a Dutch team who are better than they are, so yeah.
3: Maybe Pulisic should have rediscovered some form in four years. Honestly, it.
2: this Re- America waffle is <laughs>
0: rediscovered. Has he ever had any? He sucks. Like, yeah, yeah, you
2: liked him before he got injured, for you.
0: I, I did, I did, but that was based on like six, six weeks of form. Let me, let me, let me put my my Chelsea hat on for a second. I'm sick and tired. <laughs> of these American fans on Twitter going, oh, Thomas Tuchel just didn't give Pulisic enough chances. Do you want to know why? It's because he stinks. (laughs) (laughs) He stinks. He's all pretty much always stunk. And the only reason anyone cares... if, If Pulisic played for, like, Luxembourg, no one gives a shit. No one cares about him. No one talks about him. Get him out. That's what I say. Straight out of Hershey, straight back to Hershey. There you are. He stinks. I mean the Americans haven't been embarrassed like this since April 1975 in Saigon Um, let's talk about the Argentines young Argentina Um, the group favourites who Roy Keane said are a bit like a championship team which was excellent Uh, what did you make of their performance versus the Aussies
3: not great again Um, Messi bailed them out early on with a Little bit of magic and played probably his best game of the tournament so far. Um but I thought the Australians were pretty impressive, given the 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 difference in quality between the two of those teams. I thought they gave a really good account of themselves. Um and without that Matt Ryan mistake, it could have been a bit of a different story, to be fair. But again, a bit like the Dutch Argentina haven't really impressed me at all in any of the the games. Um, so Toro Martinez has been pretty awful when he's been on. Look,
0: he's Higuain. Like, he's so Higuain. The way yeah, no, you're great right. Great chances he's fed to by Messi. I'm like this ball guy. Um,
3: <laughs> Messi was just laying him on a plate for him in the second half of that game, and he just couldn't do a thing.
0: <laughs> so Messi was obviously great. Um, centre half wise, Argentina looks pretty good too. I mean, um Romero had a good game, but I want to talk about. uh Martinez as well, he was excellent. Um, Yeah. Other than that, Dave, where do you think Argentina still need to switch it up? Because they just don't feel like a complete team. Yeah, I feel
1: like, to be honest, with this this whole sort of, I guess, era of Argentinian football, even going back to 2014, where... Obviously, they got to the final. Higuain dropped an absolute disaster class and they should have wrapped it up before it even made it to extra time in which they lost. I feel like they've been blessed with talented players. Obviously, Messi being the absolute exceptional t- talent out of all of the talents that they've had, like Aguero. Even toro Martinez on paper is a-, a decent player. Obviously, like Higuain. The problem is, is there doesn't seem to be a real sort of team sort of spirit in this, these group of players. Like it it seems to be shit. We're struggling. Give the ball to Messi again, which is fine. And he, he is managing to sort of pull them through. I think defensively Argentina have always been a bit suspect. Like when you've looked obviously at the, the players that they have, you, you look at the talent of like the, usually the midfield and the attackers but the defence is is lacking. I mean, Otamendi, like Mike's just saying, he's what like thirty three, thirty four now, playing for like Benfica. Obviously, not a top class defender. Acuna keeps playing at left back, who seems okay. I
0: like uh, Acuna, for what it's worth. If yeah, I like it more. I like it more going forward than I like him going towards. Yeah, that outcome.
1: that's sort of what I was gonna say about him, though. Like, even when you look at that defence, I mean, look, um, Lissandro Martinez, to be fair, seems. Seems decent, but obviously, like we've discussed several times and it's been discussed, his height is sometimes a limitation. Um right back that got Mondial played one game, didn't he? he? He was not up to much. Um <laughs> and yeah, it's I feel like they've got talent, but they're really lacking at the back. And obviously Ottomendi for like Mike has said, but he's he's slow. There's quite a few slow players in there. I mean, Messi has been brilliant, but he's 35 now. Like he can't do what you. Yeah. Did. He sort of walks around and drops into space because he's got the
3: intelligence. But he's still got a bit of a turn of pace, though, to be fair, when he...
0: Well, he, play- he, plays, but he, he almost yeah. plays... He almost plays like a 10-second card, doesn't he? Because as soon as he sees the moment, he just goes. But you bring us on to a really good point, David, the fact that they are so slow. And one of the things I wanted to ask... I wanted to ask is kind of like it's a limit and this is going to sound like a dig at messi and it's not a dig at messi um obviously he's brilliant and you work around him but what we've we've particularly seen it in paris and Germain last year when pochettino was around it's he can't press and because yeah. he is where he is it leaves your pressing really disjointed and i don't know what you guys thought i thought in the first half like a t australia are very australia are a good side they're not one of the great sides And when you consider that Argentina's next game is against the Dutch, who are a good passing side, you would worry about them being cut through like butter, particularly given that if their press is as uncoordinated as it was in that first half.
1: Yeah, I mean, also thinking about his team, Di Maria, like, wow, he looks finished
3: really tough, he yeah. is finished
1: and also rodrigo de paul oh i don't he,
3: i don't know what he does he
0: well just,
1: he's good mates with messi supposedly and i'm sure that's the only reason he's there because it can't be he played tough.
0: he in played the, he played very well in the second half i thought No, he was
3: good in that game but i hadn't seen anything and before
0: i often, thought he pretty
3: yeah. pretty poor in the previous games yes but that's but, where they're lacking i think in there
0: yeah, cause, I mean, look, they've got they've got some good attacking talent, obviously. They've got um, the main man. They're defensively, goalkeeper-wise, they look good. The midfield just doesn't seem right. Mike, how do you rate their chances versus the Netherlands? Do you think they'll just have too much for them? I
2: think it'll be quite an interesting game, to be honest, because um, clearly Argentina have that top-end talent. But yeah, like we've been saying, they haven't looked all that great. But t- neither have the Netherlands, really. So it's I don't know. It's a tough one to call. They both have got enough goals just about to get them to this point. Um, I wouldn't have a clue who we'll win that game. I
3: no, don't... I think it'll be close.
2: Bit yeah. of a pick, isn't it? Whatever day you feel like. It could. It could be either of them. It kind of depends whose well, whose goal scorers turn up. Well, I yeah. just,
0: I, I think, I think if the Argentina of the second half turn up and play against the Netherlands, I think the Netherlands have a real tough time. If they turn up and it's only Julian Alvarez running in the first, like in the first half, uh, they're, they're going to be a real trouble Argentina because the Dutch just have the quality to play through you and to create a few chances. And for some reason, the Louis van Gaal team only needs to have two shots to score two goals. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly one of the most interesting ties we've got coming up. It really is. One last thing on Messi. I don't know about you guys. I feel like... Watching him now with the fact that all practically all his athleticism's got and he's still putting out these almost complete attacking performances, completely just unreal playmaking, almost makes you appreciate him more in a way than you did a few years ago when he still had all that athleticism with all the skills. It's like, it just reminds you that he's of such a different, he's like such an otherworldly technical level that He's almost like... He could probably play forever, it feels like.
1: I, I feel like his football intelligence, like you say, given he's slower now, and obviously... But he still manages to find the space, still makes the right... De- I think the thing with Messi that's always blown me away with him, aside from his just goal-scoring ability and just his general talent, he always seems to make the right decision. Like, he's one of the few attacking players who instead of just always trying to score, he will pass, he'll basically happy to make the decision, which he seems, uh, which he deems to be right. So if he thinks it's better to pass the ball, he'll pass the ball every single time rather than take a shot from nowhere. And for attacking players, however brilliant some attacking players are, a lot of them can be faulted for basically just always looking to go it alone, always looking to shoot, Messi always seems to have this just bigger picture of everyone else on the pitch, of it one making space, but two when he's on the ball, some of the passes he makes are they're just outrageous. They even sees that, to be honest. I think I think that's something I've learned to appreciate about him anyway. Is that he's not selfish at all. Like he's just happy to make the best decision that he sees at the time, and he's seeing decisions that you don't even see him come in really and then he plays like an outrageous pass to someone or
0: yeah that's I've how ser- i feel i've certainly come round on him um should we think about looking ahead to the remaining fixtures of this round and have a quick uh quick flick through
1: what sorry to jump in do we want to touch on like you know like Germany crashing out do we want to touch on anything from the final groups like group
0: round nah. of fixtures okay I'm not, I'm not asked are you guys asked
3: uh, Giroud France's uh, all-time top goalscorer so sort i of get that in there
0: what a snooze
2: fest by Germany
3: <laughs> yeah karma isn't it for the uh, Lampard shot that went over the line see you later well
0: yeah. according to the Qatari state it's karma for um, their uh, celebration before the game yeah yeah anyway. sure I agree with that <laughs> yeah, absolute snooze fest the Qatar like <laughs> Um yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, Japan-Croatia. Mike, I know you're absolutely
2: buzzing for this one. I mean, how did this fixture even happen? <laughs> <laughs> how is this a round of 16 game? Uh, yeah, I mean, Croatia will probably win. They're quite good. Really? You don't <laughs> fancy
0: the Japanese? Take another scalp.
2: Well, if, yeah, I mean, in fairness to them, they beat Spain and Germany and then lost to Costa Rica. What the hell are they doing over there? What are they smoking? What is going on? But obviously they clean up the dressing rooms. They can't possibly, after they finish, they can't possibly be good at football. <laughs> Great. Um... <laughs> That's a Roy Keane take for you. Here.
0: Well, the, yeah, okay. Um Right, I don't quite know what to do with this. Uh, Croatia looked decent in the group stage. I would say um, you'd fancy them here to have uh, more than anyone else. It'd be interesting to see if um,
2: the Japanese can spring another surprise. Uh, well, They've got pretty... better players, but Japan, yeah, Japan could do something. Yeah,
0: well, and we know the thing is, we know from 1941 that the Japanese are great at surprises. Um, so I've just
3: waited as soon as we start talking about Japan. Wait.
0: <laughs> uh, right. Predictions. What are you reckon? So who's going to stick their neck out? Predict me a, a score here. I'll Japan, give you score scores. Japan, Croatia.
3: Two. There
0: you go. No. 3-1 one. One Croatia. 3-1 Croatia, Mike. 2-1 Japan. 2-1 Japan, Dave Ross. Yeah. Yeah, 2-1 Japan. Why not? Uh,
2: it's going to be It's 2-0 no, Croatia. There you no. are. Let's put
0: some respect on the
2: Croats. Although I'm kind of hoping it's a nil-nil that goes to pens. Why? <laughs> Have you got a bet on that? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I'm working. You... I won't be able to watch it. Well, I might be able to watch Why it. are you... You're going to be able to get home for the pens. Why are you hoping for tedium? <laughs> that
0: is incredible. Well,
2: that's exactly what this game's supposed to be, isn't it? It's... Nothing about the. Ja- now you've said is, this. This is nothing
0: about wild. the Japanese. tournament's
2: been unexciting.
0: <laughs> They're arguably the most to see exciting see six team the <laughs> Anyway. Uh,
2: well, yeah, but Croatia haven't. Yeah, but what you've got they to. They couldn't have been less exciting. They can hardly move these guys. I'm really excited
0: to see Matoma play again. Look,
2: he's the, he's the spark Brighton have been after.
0: Um, let's move on. Up next is Brazil, Korea Republic. Uh, Brazil.
3: Yeah, well,
0: uh 3 0. 3 0 Brazil.
3: Yeah.
2: Dave, you
1: gonna uh, I I can see 3 1. I can just see South Korea scoring like a
2: late consolation. Uh Brazil are gonna half and puff and win two nil.
0: Yeah, two 0 Brazil. Two nil Brazil. Um not a lot to talk about here. Only thing really to mention is what Brazil seem to have a mounting injury list, uh, including Gabriel Jesus. Do we know how long he's out for? Yeah, they're saying it could be three mobs.
3: Ooh! Oh, no. And there are rumours that...
2: Ooh!
3: Bit ...bully. And potentially he's... had a bit of an issue with his knee before he played him in this game. Who's
2: this? Arsenal <laughs> buying Gakpo in nation. January.
1: He's off to United, supposedly.
3: No, other teams are interested now, is what they're saying. Classic so. United. Yeah, so hope well, you're see see Eddie and Ketia for a couple of months because that's all well, i have got up there. Well, I
0: just watched uh, actually. I did actually. I also thought classic United, but also classic Chelsea. That Josko Gavardiol, who Chelsea almost bought in the summer, had a stormer the other day, and all of a sudden Real Madrid are interested. Oh, well done, lads. You absolute <laughs> um Jokes aside, that the Jadoux injury is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like
3: it's a bit. Up in the air still. People are saying, but well, yeah, yeah it's not good. If there's
0: anything he's anything like so his namesake, into... we'll see him at Easter. Oh. <laughs> I like it though. Fair play, well, <laughs> thank you, thank you, good stuff. Um, Morocco, Spain.
1: Ooh. This now, this is the, the game that I look at where this could be way closer than people people think. I think. Well, you
0: you think Spain have a chance?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be a
3: close game. To be honest, I think it'll be close. Morocco reckon Mor- Spain two one
2: look good. Mm, I yeah, got three two. one Spain. They're they're much better than these guys, and I quite like Morocco. But I, th- yeah, I, I think do too, I think two
1: one Spain as well.
0: Look, I think Morocco are gonna win every tournament there's a ridiculous team that goes a bit further 2018 it was england like you just no, got to look at this and think to oh, yourself whoa, Japan the next game, game that's where
3: that's
0: i just
1: into the semi so i'll, I'll take that back
0: i just think <laughs> the, the problems that we all thought about spain we're all slightly worried about the goals in the tight games i think that's going to come to the, Further and further to the forefront as further we get on. Morocco might not be the game in which it does, but certainly in the next round when they play, um, I think they play Portugal. Perhaps if Portugal go through all the Swiss, I think that's where you're going to really kind of start to see Spain start to struggle. Um, however, they probably got enough against Morocco. Um, who would have thought that Samueletta's prediction of an all-Africa finals might not be uh, might not be happening? Um, <laughs> Portugal, Switzerland, one very good attacking team in th- with, well, one good team with attacking talent versus a team with a very stodgy defence. What do you see? Polo does hit?
2: look dangerous, to be fair, doesn't he? Up there. Uh, mm.
3: Yeah.
1: The guy who's uh, been up
2: for years is I finally might, I might, decent.
3: I might back the Swiss as Emma Dark Horse team.
1: If Glamour <laughs> <Spanish laughs> <Portugal laughs> win this game,
3: <laughs> 1-0 Switzerland. There we go. And
1: it's been there's, the no, there's a just a no way win. that they're I keeping a, them out. A,
2: a they're, just, they're just not keeping Portugal out, surely. Depends if Ronaldo plays, to be honest,
1: mate. Whole team suffers if he plays.
2: Mate, if Jan Sommer keeps this Portugal team out, I am cooked. <laughs> <laughs> This has got nil-nil.
0: <laughs> Portugal win on pens written all over it, doesn't it?
3: Mike's excited
0: for it. <laughs> Absolute snooze fest. Dave, have you got a stat of the week? I
1: um, have. Yes. Certainly so
0: I have one if you check your Twitter DMs, Dave.
1: No, I know. But I saw <laughs> another one as well. I mean, I am going to have to go with the the one that you said. Well, to be honest. Well, okay,
0: Mike, hit him with an intro.
1: It's Dave's stat of the week. Cheers for that, Mike. As always, uh, Jordan Henderson has more World Cup knockout goals than Cristiano Ronaldo, which is wild. Better player, too.
0: What's that one?
3: Yeah.
1: Probably one. Yeah.
0: ronaldo has got the most international goals in history, and not an almost most of them haven't come on the biggest stage
2: well yeah Um, Messi
3: only just got his first didn't he uh, yesterday
2: yeah Ronaldo's never been a big game player in fairness Um, but Henderson my word does he turn up for the big (laughs) occasion what a player (laughs) what a fucking player
0: my uh, my lukewarm take is that um, (laughs) John Henderson has had a better career than Steven Gerrard (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's certainly did more for England. He certainly won more.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll back that.
1: Who'd you? Write, which career
0: know. would you rather have? Gerard or Henderson? <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: like, if you're looking about snuff one, it's it's Henderson, isn't it?
1: Well, well, I do have another. I do actually have another stat, by the way, that I felt I feel like is worth sharing.
0: Please do, it, guys. <sighs>
1: So so obviously Southgate gets a lot of stick for his his football uh, and obviously right, uh, yeah so England goals at world cups so in 1998 2002 2006 2010 and 2014 combined with 24 so far with Southgate over 2018 and 2022 so far 24 goals
3: yeah there was one where we hammered who was it we, we did played
1: Panama like nine Panama
3: yes there crazy, we go to be fair. And we scored six via
2: RAN. So
3: Yeah, but it's a stat.
2: <laughs> True, yeah. I mean, oh, but stats can say whatever you
3: want them to bloody. Start. I mean, to be fair,
1: <laughs> other than other than the US game, we have been decent going forward, but then you could argue we haven't really come up against any particular tests yet. So. we haven't
2: played anyone with a defence or a goalkeeper. <laughs> oh Matt Turner was good for the US. Um, not necessarily he's not a real goalie, is he? He was, he was good today. <laughs> not today. a real goalie. <laughs> he's playing a different. He
1: played soccer. It's not even the same sport. He's like one of those war zone inflatable, inflatable
2: decoys Is he in the goal. Christ. Yeah, pretty much. That just, was just that happened. Mendy. Oh, oh, Mendy, Mendy sticks. <laughs> Go home. Oh, People that's... were saying this guy
3: was the best keeper in world
2: football. He right? was He was for, yeah, that. He he was was for that. a little bit of one time. Year? Didn't he win that new FIFA award for the best goal in the he world? He did, and he was that. Now he's back up to keeper. Like what? What a turnaround! Look, I tell you,
0: everyone wants to know what's happened to him. This is just, this is football heritage. This is what the Chelsea do. This, <laughs> this is what we do. Oh, uh, he probably win the Champions League in a couple of months. This is just, this is how these things. Yeah, work. not with Chelsea. Well. Not with Chelsea. Let me tell you. You wait, Mike. You wait. Imagine if Tottenham lifts the big. It is crazy. Same year that Southgate lifts the. Uh, <laughs> what what a year for Blue Harbor that would be, hey? A year, what a year! Imagine anyway, the MLS
2: share price. Fuck me. The MLS, good lord.
0: Right. There's more. That's that's enough, probably. Round of sixteen. You enjoying knockout football, boys? Is it yeah. good to have it back? definitely
2: not really all the games have gone exactly how i thought they would yeah we need some surprises well the japanese will be here tomorrow mike yeah let's fucking note someone does something is that a surprise them beating croatia i suppose it is a little bit we're giving you pick croatia
0: (laughs) (laughs) it would be a surprise Well, it. I
2: mean yeah, but not a huge surprise. I I'm, I'm talking about like South Korea popping Brazil out of the tournament. Look, if South also, Korea or Morocco Spain, That's oh. a proper shock, isn't oh. it? Croatia going home. I mean they're going home at some point. It's Switzerland, I'm telling you that's Gunner Jack of Switzerland.
0: Who's the Swiss best weapon is their neutrality, according to Sam Matterface? Fuck off, man. Matterface
2: is Matterface oh.
1: is shocking, man.
2: I'll tell you what, if ITV can't come up with two better people to put in that booth for the next fucking game, Lee Dixon as well. Oh, my stunted, God. Mate. I can't believe it. Well, this. haven't they got McCoyster on the books? Yeah, yeah and
1: do. Live.
3: Good luck. we get them back on the England games?
1: They're a, they're a brilliant pairing for what it's worth, those two. Oh, so entertaining. Jeez. As Will
2: obviously, said, obviously said it on the pod, but when you're calling for Darren Fletcher, <laughs> ED, it's tough. Honestly, I'm just sat there going,
0: God, you're listening to Lee Dixon talk about Frank from like minute 60. I'm going, do I miss Steve McManaman? I might miss Steve McManaman.
3: Oh, I've never called for Darren Fletcher, though, by the way. Not even now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on that bombshell. We're gonna leave what, it there.
2: Where's Derek Ray? I
3: love ah. him too.
0: <laughs> you calling for Derek Ray shows that you haven't played FIFA. <laughs>
2: yes, because <laughs> he is the bit. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, I don't buy that dog shit game. Uh, Absolutely. BD. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that'll do. <it>. Um, <laughs> uh
0: with the news. But uh, uh, by the way, I saw a tweet earlier on. It was a pro-Harry Kane tweet. It said Harry Kane has overtaken um, Thierry Henry's goals in North London derbies and he's now overtaken Thierry Henry's record at international level. The North London derby goes global. And if there isn't a more Tottenham thing than comparing yourself to someone who's won way more trophies, I've never even seen it. And on that bombshell. That's the worst comparison I've ever heard. Sorry. No, no, no. no. It does worse. But... um, Speaking of bad comparisons, if you want to go see Dave on the social media, Dave, where can I see you?
1: Uh, It's at
3: Dave Harris underscore 44.
0: Ross, if the people want to keep up with you to see more uh, stuff about Giroud, where can they do that? Uh, At Ross underscore bird 14. Mike, and if the people want to keep up with you to find out why you'd be surprised if uh, Japan beat Croatia,
2: (laughs) (laughs) where can they do Uh, that? I maintain it wouldn't be that big a shock. You
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've picked the other team. That doesn't mean I'll be shocked if they don't win. But you can you can follow me and and all these this roller coaster at Mikey Breslin <laughs> on Twitter.
0: And I'm at Seventeen. And if you don't want to follow any of us, you can instead follow us at In on all the socials. You can email us at inandaroundpod at gmail and we'll
2: um, we'll we'll reply. Um, <laughs> For <laughs> all the fans, the uh, Suarez handball not cheating.
0: Yeah, I was literally just have had to do this. But I want to save this for another pod. I want to talk about this at length on another pod where we've got. Yeah, that's me. Because that might be, and if they're listening, I want them to know that might be the worst take I've ever heard. We'll about intentional tackle is cheating. <laughs> You fucking snooze fest. I didn't realise we, we were playing with the Catholic Church. Good Lord. This is Vatican City playing in this World Cup? Christ alive. i tell you what, we're in trouble if Vatican City ever qualified. Because they've got the best 12th man in history, haven't
2: they? That would be an ageing 11. <laughs> They'd be slower than Croatia. Oh, oh
0: <laughs> You just look at the injury list and every week it's just Jesus. Jesus spectrum form. <laughs> if you made it 50 50 minutes
2: into the podcast for the first good joke um, it's still not on the way so until next time sayonara